This episode is dedicated to anyone dealing with a broken heart and the disappointment of someone that they have loved. I want you to know that there is paradise on the other side. Hang in there and you're not alone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And today I want to talk about heartbreak, relationship loss, and mental health, depression, and addiction. And this subject for me is, it really hits home. I think for the most part in my personal experience, heartbreak and loss was some of the biggest drivers to my depression and my addiction. And even if it's subconscious, I'm I'm thinking back in retrospect because obviously a lot of us could go through life normally, you know, until we really hit some form of really mental health or depressive climax or some addictive climax related to substance abuse and just inflicting pain on ourselves through lack of coping mechanisms and inability to really handle these emotions. So I wanted to look at it today because part of my recovery journey was dealing with humanity, loss, relationships, and people. And thinking back, as I said just now, in retrospect, you know, really just sitting down and meditating on my life, I, I I always ask myself, why was I so sad and depressed in relation to heartbreak? You know, I always look back and say, why did I put myself through so much torment? And I think the word that comes up for me is torment. I mean, and everyone goes through this. I mean, we all go through, you know, you may be, I think it starts in the ages between the ages of 12, maybe 12 and 15 or 12 and 16 where you experience your first heartbreak or loss, whether you breaking up with your first significant significant other or they're breaking up with you. Um, That initial sense of loss can really shock a person and change a person. Um, I have a lot of friends that I experienced um, an absolute transformation um, from their initial breakup or initial loss, like it hit them so hard, they never was the same again. And um, I mean, their personality changed, their view of the opposite sex transform, the way they dealt with the opposite sex transform, their whole approach towards relationships transform. So in a lot of cases, you can have someone that's really innocent um really a good person very jubilant and kind and happy and they go through a nasty breakup and then they turn into somebody very unrecognizable and when we was doing our episode on neuroplasticity and depression it hit home when dr tracy marks was explaining how a change in your environmental factor such as a loss or relationship loss or some type of loss of a family member or some type of loss can dramatically change the structure of the brain. So from the brain changes through time, it changes in shape and size and performance. And this is called neuroplasticity. Now, sometimes 
our cha- our brain can change for the better, meaning that it performs better, and we become smarter, faster, and more adaptive to our environment. But in cases of mental health and depression, we can see that our brains can change for the negative. And what happens is, usually during a really traumatic event, um, such as a relationship, a breakup, a heartbreak, a disappointing event usually, because relationships can be disappointing and they can hurt to the core. This is where we touch the aspects of the soul and uh, the inner depths of our humanity. This is real serious pain that could be caused here. And during these types of losses, it's conceivable, according to the science, that our brains can change through the neuroplasticity um, for the negative, meaning that it could change in such a way that we no longer get the vital neurotransmitter hormones that we need, such as uh, um, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, and um, and so forth. So this really was deep for me because I noticed that you know my first breakup made me more or less more aggressive towards securing the next female in my life faster and it definitely led me to smoking more weed and drinking more but as I grew I remember having like two or three pivotal monumental breakups in my life and and the last one totally just really just did something to me that I, I really wish I could go back and change Um, Because unfortunately, in my opinion, love is very powerful, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't have that much power over any of us to cause physical detriment to ourselves. And I mean, the saddest part of being an addict is going through the withdrawal of love while addicted to whether it's drugs or alcohol. In my case, I was young, I was drinking a lot. And I really wanted to get out the negative rut that I was in. You know, the um, real estate market crashed. I wasn't making money the way I was used to. I was young. I had a lot on my shoulders. And I just remember really watching one person after another just fall out of my life. And I think it was all my fault because the way I handled this was incorrect. I was drinking as an emotional crutch and a coping mechanism to dealing with loss, whether it was financial loss and then it was loss of friends and maybe loss of resources and then eventually relation, relational and loss of love. And that last breakup kicked my... But man, I was just so angry and disappointed in myself that I allowed myself to be reduced to the point to where someone that I love had to detach from me because of my toxicity. So I give kudos to my ex-girlfriend for her choice of leaving me because she did the best thing that was the best thing for her. And it was harder for her in many ways because it's hard breaking up with someone who's dealing with an addiction because you know deep down somewhere there's a good person that you may have fell in love with, right? But the hubris and um, arrogance and ugliness related to addiction could drive the anyone away, someone that could deeply love you. And it takes 
a certain amount of courage to leave someone in that state because you have to protect yourself. And I'm a big proponent of being compassionate and supporting our loved ones um, when it comes to any form of addiction or anything like that. But when it gets to a point where it upsets your macro and microcosm and your inner sanctum and your environment, you have to cut ties because you have to protect yourself. And sometimes when you stay with the addict, it's a form of enabling, a negative form of enabling um, the behavior and it forces them to prolong the addictive behavior and not seeking treatment. So love is something that captures the most powerful and strong will amongst us. Love is something that's eternal, it's primordial, it's the part of us that we believe makes up the most beautiful aspects of God. It's our emotions, uh, uh, you know, and, and these the, you know, this big, powerful, passionate energy that sparks life and creation. So today, I just really wanted to touch base with you, ladies and gentlemen, and talk about heartbreak in its relation to loss and mental health. And I really want to just say to everyone out there, no matter where you're at in your recovery, if you're suffering from any type of loss from a friendship, Maybe you're going through divorce. Maybe you just lost the love of your life. We have to go through the emotions, all right? That's really important. And But I would say this. You have to go through the emotions in the most healthiest way that protects your mind, body, and spirit. I mean, too many times you see people committing suicide because they can't cope with loss. You see people hitting drugs really hard and turning into really hardcore addicts. Or you see people hitting a bottle, like my case, I hit the bottle hard. I was hitting the bottle prior to it, but that last breakup just totally escalated the whole um, the, the whole addiction to uh damn near really destructive level so we're all dealing with it as humanity and i just wanted to just touch base with you guys and really talk about this today i will be reading from psych central and this is a brief article from uh margarita tartakowski all right and this is from psych central as you know i will always leave all little links to the articles and the resources in the show notes so you guys can go back and reread this and add it to your sober is dope tool belt but let's go ahead and get into this all right um first thing first help on healing from heartbreak there's a reason why heartbreak is synonymous with breakup breakups are painful it can feel like the pain resides in our heads, our hearts, and in our bones. Sometimes it's a faint ache like a sore muscle. Other time, it's a full-on throbbing, a raw wound. Post-breakup, people often feel sad, lost, empty, alone, and angry, said Meredith Hansen, a clinical psychologist and relationship expert. They might withdraw from friends and family and have a hard time doing their work. And their self-esteem might suffer, she said. According to Hansen, 
they might also show other signs of depression, such as loss of interest in activities, loss of appetite, development of sleeping problems, or feelings of hopelessness. People suffering from heartbreak might turn to self-destructive behaviors with grave effects, substance abuse, Multiple sex partners and avoidance of vulnerable emotions can lead to serious health issues, long-term health problems, and potential mental health issues, Hansen said. Time helps to heal heartbreak, but there are many things you can do now to feel better, she said. Below, Hansen shares six suggestions for healing healthily. One, seek support from loved ones. This is so important. We all need a support group of people that we can lean on. For you guys, luckily, you have me and the Sober's Dope community. You can always email me and reach out to me, and we can always work it out because I've been there. All right? So seek support from loved ones. Reach out to people in your life who love you, care about you, and want the best for you. Talk to them about your feelings and how the loss has affected you. Now, for me, ladies and gentlemen, this was deep because I used to, I really went through it. So I was on the phone all day with my brother, one of my best friends, Nudge, um, and anyone who would listen. I was just like all day just pissed off that I was going through this breakup many years ago. Over, this is over 11, 12 years ago, 13, yeah, long time ago, um, and, um, and um, so I, I'm totally healed from that, but I was always on the phone, but the problem was, because I was drinking, no matter how much helpful advice, I would just go right back to the negative feelings, so I wasn't really healing, so my thing here is, based on you listening to a podcast about recovery Seek support, but really try to do it in a sober state because it's going to be very difficult to retain anything helpful when you're angry and drunk or angry and high. You know what I'm saying? And and heartbreak really has heavy emotions. You need to really make sure you eat, get a lot of rest and really take the constructive criticism and deal with the emotions in a healthy way. Two. Seek support from a therapist. Now, this is something that I really needed because we need to remember friends and family are not adequate substitutes for therapy. All right. They're therapists and professionals for a reason because they can help track your progress, your ups and downs and give you healthy recommendations to heal in a really helpful fashion. Okay, so next thing. Um, so when seeking support from a therapist, it's very, very, very important to keep that in mind. So look, right after your breakup, you might feel more comfortable talking to your loved ones. However, after a while, you might avoid reaching out because you worry your loved ones expect you to stop grieving. That's when talking to a therapist can help. Having an outlet to express the pain, discomfort, fears, and sadness, such as a therapist office can reduce the sense of guilt and shame a person may feel for not grieving or not getting over it so in my case i agree with this because after a while my brother and them was like yo man you still over here you still torn up about this girl man what the hell's wrong with you and it's a human nature after a while people's gonna think a week out they're gonna be able to tolerate it for a week or two but after a month people's gonna be like yo get over it but sometimes love hits so deep 
that you really need time to heal in a healthy way. Also, seek help if it's been a month or two and you still do not feel better or you feel worse and have more intense depressive ruminations. Remember, ruminations, ladies and gentlemen, is toxic to our mental health and depression because that's when you let your thoughts roam and they go out of control and you fixate. The the, the, the pivotal word in regards to rumination is when you fixate on one negative emotion or one thing or why I can't believe they wrote me the letter or how they gonna break up me through email and after everything I've done for them, And oh my God, if you ruminate on that all day, that's going to lead to depressive symptoms and mental health problems and, and major depression. All right. So you have to practice mindfulness. Go back and check the episode in regards to mindfulness and depression. Because they'll talk about how to snap out of the neck toxic thoughts and ruminations, all right? A therapist will be able to assist with the depression, helping you feel better and regain your self-esteem and hope for the future. Three, be realistic about bouncing back. Expecting yourself to bounce back after heartbreak is unrealistic. And this expectation will inevitably unmet can just make you feel worse, okay? And this expectation when inevitably unmet can just make you feel worse. You have you have lost an important person in your life and it is to be expected that you will not feel like a normal self or be able to accomplish normal chores, activities, and duties. So my thing is be realistic, ladies and gentlemen, because look, when I was talking about that particular relationship, that was a seven-year relationship. But even in my current relationship, where I'm really excited and happy, there's days where we get into fights, or there's days where something will be off, and and I will be like, you know, or you know, we we you know, in relationships, you get to that point where, well, maybe we should just call it quits, or maybe we need space, or and those couple of days apart, all of those emotions of heartbreak come back. So no, the human human beings form attachment hormones man and neural bonds that tie us together through the heart center man this is serious so when detaching you're always going to go through some withdrawal process and that's where you feel crazy you feel sad depressed lousy you can't eat you feel uh, uh, hopeless restless um confused your self-esteem goes down you start to second guess how beautiful and powerful you are i'm here to tell you no matter who may have left you or what ex- loss you experience, you are worthy, you are beautiful, man. Don't, the most important thing we can remember, never let someone's else choice to detach from our energy make us feel like we're less or inadequate. We'll always keep at the fore that you are magical, you are beautiful, and you are special, and you are worthy of love. Because if someone discard, disregards you or discards you, you all there's always going to be someone out there that's ready for your love, right? You're being formed today for your future love tomorrow. So no matter what you're going through now, someone is being fashioned for you and you're being fashioned for them as we speak in this moment. You're being built for someone that's going to love you and take that love to eternity. And I don't care if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s and you felt like you never quite found that right love. 
you will and it may be right around the corner so don't give up four appreciate your steps however small acknowledge the steps you have taken to heal this could include anything from going to work to opening the blinds to having lunch with a friend to brushing your teeth you have to remember to honor where you are and acknowledge yourself for what you are doing. So appreciate your steps and your recovery because when you're going through heartbreak, you're going to be in a process of recovery. You're going to be withdrawing from that person. You may have been with that person for many years. In the spiritual community, we call that severing a soul tie, which is very difficult to do because you're connected. But once you have sex with someone, you form what we call a soul tie. Or a spiritual bond Some form of mental neural bond And heart center bond And this sometimes is really It takes years and years to remove a soul time Sometimes we believe soul ties are never severed Unless you really do a spiritual cleansing process And you really say enough prayers and stuff And you go to a professional that can help you sever The spiritual soul ties um, And also that neural bond And that spiritual bond Especially if you have children all right so you have to be mindful and appreciate your steps because you will be in a step to recovery and this goes for also everyone in the, in the addiction community we have to appreciate our steps right five get active when you're feeling depressed it's especially important to move and tr and trigger those feel-good endorphins but this doesn't have to be a long run of tough workout even if you can only walk down to the corner store, around the block, or just to the mailbox, that is still something, Hanson said. Do what you can and try to incorporate more activity every day or week. All right? So get active. This is going to be difficult, but what, what I do when I'm really depressed, I go to the movie theater. I pack myself a cool bag, some sandwiches, some good food, and um, I take a lot of water. And I go to the movie theater and I watch. Well, I'll, I'll stay there from 5 o'clock till closing. I'll watch three movies because that's my way. And then I'll go to the gym. And then I might go buy myself a nice little outfit, get a haircut. You know, try to go out and remember that it's more efficient to see and that I'm worthy. You know, um, you know so that's definitely get active. Six, avoid unhealthy behaviors, which I didn't initially, and that's what got me really in my addiction really hard, and that almost led to my death. I, I, I didn't avoid unhealthy behaviors. I drank like a maniac, and I had no coping skills, and I almost died as a result, but um, I'm healed today, and God is good. So avoid unhealthy behaviors. Avoid Diving into a new relationship or engaging in casual sex, Hanson said. Casual sexual relationships immediately after a breakup can cause a person to become overly attached to someone that they wouldn't otherwise be interested in. So when you wake up with the neighborhood hobo in your bed and you know you may have went a little bit too deep in the rebound category you know what i'm saying uh you know you know you could we don't want to wake up with the unsavory or lower our standards got nothing against homeless people you know but you can't lower your standards because you're seeking emotional um 
uh, attachment. You have to be careful because if you just start sleeping around, you could do a couple of things. You could get pregnant or you get someone pregnant that you have no chemistry with. You could contract um, a STD, right? Or you could wind up sleeping with someone that's extremely toxic and that could come into your life and cause more harm, all right? So you don't know who you're bringing into your bedroom. And sometimes my issue was when I was drinking, you know, I had to be careful because you're drinking, you lower your guard, you lower your inhibitions. You kind of don't really realize who you're sleeping with. You can wake up with someone in your bed and be like, yo, got to call the police the next day. Like, I don't know who's this person in my bed. They look crazy as hell. They have no teeth and no hair and they, you know, they look raggedy as hell and I'm in trouble and I'm going to, you know, you do want to be careful. That's all I'm saying. I heard horror stories of people just trying to have casual sex and rebound and they wind up sleeping with toxic people who was abusive, you know, that, that hit them and they want to be coming in a more compounded, terrible situation. So try to be courageous. Now, I'm not saying uh, hooking up with someone that's a high quality, to, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes you may need some love to get you into a better place so you know you still have it, but make sure it's healthy and make sure it's not just purely on a rebound. But according to the doctor, let's defer to the doctor. Let's just not shag up with any Tom, Dick, and Harry, okay? All right. Um, Also, avoid withdrawing from others, clinging to your ex, or the hope that you'll get back together and continually beating yourself up. This is so deep. Yo, the worst thing you could do is to be constantly think about getting back with the person that left you. Because this is what could happen. And this all this happened to me and it's the worst feeling in the world. Sometimes the person that left you could really still have a lot of love for you. And they could feel sorry for you in a way and feel terrible. So they may say, you know what? Let's go out to get some. Let's just go out as friends. You know, let's go catch a movie or something. Sometimes they may need some more closure or... You know, and you wind up going out and you get your hopes up all over again. You know, you may think that something changed. And then as soon as you move in to make a romantic gesture, you get shut down all over again and say, no, I think we should just be friends. And maybe that's not a good idea. And now you just got your heart broken all over again. So be very careful with trying to reconnect or uh, build an attachment or withdrawing from others and clinging to your ex in hopes that you get back together. That's the worst thing you could do. Instead, give yourself time to heal, savor, savor your alone time and reconnect with both yourself and your loved ones. Um, Dr. Hansen has said, um, here are some ideas for savoring solitude. All right. As far as savoring solitude, I would suggest practicing some meditation, using this time to build up on a hobby or maybe a passion of yours. If you're a writer, maybe this is a time to write. Maybe this is a time to really get some extra work done. Maybe you may want to go on a vacation. Go away. Take yourself out. You know, love yourself. Just remember, part of healing is dealing with the raw emotions. 
processing the emotions. We have an episode called Processing Emotions, Process and Unprocessed Emotions, the importance, the importance of processing your emotions. Check that out because unprocessed emotions lead to depression and mental health issues later on, okay? Um, only you would know when you are ready to move on, but remember that it will get better. You will heal, you will meet someone new, and you will enjoy life and love again. Thank you, Hanson. Um, this is really, really deep, and um, Dr. Hanson really touched on some amazing points here, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you, Psych Central and Margarita Tartakovsky, for writing this beautiful um, article on heartbreak. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to say this. Definitely be mindful of, you know... Your heart, your mind, and um, your emotions when going through heartbreak, all right? So I want to go through a few bullet points before I wrap up. Can a heart, can a broken heart cause mental illness? Broken heart symptoms such as chest tightness and shortness of breath can seem like a heart attack. The problem happens when psychological distress triggers sudden weakness of the heart muscle. It can be caused by sudden shock or acute anxiety. Doctors call it stress-induced cardiomyopathy or tacosubomyopathy. Is heartbreak bad for your health? Pain in the brain. Though experts agree that a breakup can cause physical pain and other health effects, The why isn't clear. Researchers concluded that rejection and emotional and physical pain are all processed in the same regions of the brain. All right. Can heartbreak actually kill you? When the stress of grief, while the stress of grief may bring on general health impacts, there is a legitimate and specific medical condition called toxubo cardiomyopathy or heartbreak syndrome. The doctors say is dying of a heart. That doctors say is dying of broken heart. When it comes to taco subo, we do actually see all of the tests that point to a heart attack. How do you heal a broken heart? 10 tips to mend a broken heart. Go through it, not around it. All right. I realize the most difficult task for a person with a broken heart is to stand still and feel the heart crack. Two, detach and reveal, to detach and revel in your independence again. You know, that's one thing I would say. Um, if you can manage to deal with the heartbreak, but just remember that you have your independence and this is a time in your life. Maybe God wants you to use this time to rediscover how amazing you are, how freedom really feels and how to grow. You know, this may be a time to go get that PhD that you wanted to go back to school. Believe it or not, relationships take up a lot of our time. And if you're in an unhealthy relationship, that is a waste of time. So use this time wisely and revel in your independence again. Three, list your strengths. 
list all your strengths because we tend to forget how beautiful and amazing we are. You know what I'm saying? And when you list all your strengths, you may realize, hey, that person that broke up with you had the better end of this bargain. You know what I mean? Like they was getting off scotch-free with your with all your awesomeness, right? So put your awesomeness in perspective, list your strengths, and big yourself up, like we like to say in Brooklyn. You know, give yourself some props. Um, laugh a lot. As we know, laughing can reduce redu- can release endorphins and dopamine into our bloodstream and help with our overall f- f- sense of well-being. So laugh, listen to your favorite comedian, go to a comedy show, watch your favorite comedies on Netflix, and just call your... F- Everyone has a friend or family member that makes them laugh. You know, really embrace laughter. Make a good and bad list of what could be, you know, your pros and cons of this laws. What's good, what's bad. You know, work it out. And lastly, work it out. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen, I want to leave it there. I just want to say to you guys that I love you. <clears throat> um, we know that heartbreaking laws can lead to negative effects through neuroplasticity and thus causing depression and creating a mental health component in our life. And what I want you guys to understand is that we don't have to go through the damage. We could be mindful, all right? We know so far on this podcast, we learned a few things about mental health. One, inflammation leads to depression so eat healthy when you're going through heartbreak make sure you take extra good care of yourself try to get in a salad a day with healthy greens eat a lot of healthy fats and avocados drink a lot of water make sure you get a lot of fruits and vegetables and make sure you take care of your brain right practice some form of stress reduction technique yoga meditation exercise walking all right so i know it's going to be difficult but you have to take care of yourself right to reduce inflammation inflammatory um symptoms you will improve the likelihood of healing or or preventing depression the other thing we learned is mindfulness is uh alternative to pharmacotherapy so if you're not taking that uh, medication and you're really in a depressive state due to heartbreak being mindful of where you are, where your thoughts are going, how you're thinking, not allowing your thoughts to ruminate, and just bringing yourself back to the present moment every time your thought tends to wander can do wonders for your brain, all right? This could be very good for your mind and brain, and it can help reduce depressive symptoms, okay? We also learned that... um, um, we learned that music therapy helps with depression. So also with heartbreak, listen to music therapy, learn to play a new instrument, go to an opera, go to plays, go out, get out. Now you could be active, but if you feel like you don't want to be around social people, be in too many social environments, then just go out by yourself or, you know, reach out to friends and family, have a support network. All of these things um, from meditation to eating healthy to drinking a lot of water to um, um, being mindful could all help with healthy neuroplasticity and neurogenesis, which is the growth of new brain cells and um, and a healthy brain. And ladies and gentlemen, no one deserves to be um, heartbroken. No one deserves to be dumped. 
No one deserves to be disappointed or cheated on. Um, But remember your strengths. Remember your power. Remember how beautiful you are. And please remember, there's always going to be someone out there better. There's always going to be something that out there more beautiful. And one thing that helped me get through my um, breakup was that I always reminded myself. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. If I underestimate the potential for me to love again, then I'm underestimating the power of God. And I can't do that because God made millions and trillions of beautiful people out there that I am destined or can be destined to be with and to grow with. So if I just let my heart go because of one bad of experience, then I am not giving God the praise and worthy that God deserves. Because something created you whether you believe in God or not. And there is always paradise on the other side of sadness and depression. And there's always someone hotter out there for you. There's always going to be someone more mentally compatible. And there's someone that you would never think could be yours waiting for you right now. So don't go up. Don't, Don't become a recluse. Do not retreat in your shell. Go out there, find love, find happiness again because you deserve it. And then you're going to look back in retrospect like I am doing now and say to yourself, why was I ever so upset at that time? Why did I cry over that breakup? Why did I allow myself to be so angry? I have never been more happy in my life. And to this day, I'm in a happy relationship and I'm with the same person that was there for me when that when my ex-girlfriend broke up with me. God sent me immediately the beautiful girl that I'm with today and we're going on 10 years strong. So that sad story ended in a beautiful love story and I'm seven years sober in a 10-year healthy relationship and I'm happy. So miracles do happen and we're all worthy of love. So don't give up on yourself and please don't let heartbreak dictate your mental health and, and do not let your heartbreak cause depression. You are worthy to be happy. You are worthy of greatness. Now, if you don't believe that, then it's not going to happen. So believe in yourself, choose yourself, and love yourself. I love you all, and I'll catch you on the other side. If I could save your life, I would, my baby, I love you If I could take away the pain, I promise I love you There's levels to this game, but I'm not a player We all up and down like elevators For the record, you the one that's getting away Before I lose this fight, I got something to say I'm proud of you, baby, no matter what And no one's perfect, it comes to trust And when it come to us, I want you to know There's nowhere in life I'm not willing to go Just for you, my baby, my Desdemona on our Shakespeare shit, still pitching a boner. I love you long time, my heart is honest. 
And I never really cheated my love, I promise And I know that's shaky, but I'm only human And if I ever find that kid, I'm snuffing Cupid Cause this love shit hurts like amputations But you always add up to my computations I'm just a romantic yes to no dancers Pillow talk love with X and O answers In this thing called life, we find the meaning To the girl that I love who's fighting demons Just know you're not alone, just pick up the phone I promise not to judge, just get in the zone, I love you